2: Homes.com, we've done your homework.
1: This is Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer.
0: What's happening, gang? This is Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. And listen, I've talked many times in the past, in battling my own mental health issues, my depression, anxiety, that I need teammates. And teammates come in all forms and shapes and sizes. The guy I'm having on right now, he's one of my teammates, man. And he's the former UFC light heavyweight champ of the world, but also now he's diving into the mental health game as well with a new business. Listen, my job here for this podcast is to give as many people options as they can to battle this thing we call life and you know what goes on between the years as I possibly can. And I'm kind of fascinated by what my guest here, Rashad Evans, is doing in his next step of life, in his post. Fight career, although I think you're about to fight again, aren't you? Uh But welcome in, Rashad Evans. How you doing, brother? What's up, Jay Glazer, man? What is, it's a long time no see, man. I feel like I haven't
3: seen you in so long.
0: I know, it's, baby. I miss you, man. I, I miss you. I miss you. We And Rashad and I have a long history together of fucking with each other as much <laughs> as we possibly can, right? One time, he lost a bet to me, and he had to do seven anytime push-ups, which means, oh, right, at any point, I could call him wherever he is and say, you got to drop and give me 10 push-ups. So, yeah. One time I was in a gas station on a filthy floor, right?
3: The floor, yeah.
0: One you time got, you were, you were at a club, club, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he you looks got, like a complete jerk off that you're just getting down doing push-ups, right? In the middle of like, in the middle of like a dance floor in a club, just like, you know, he's already a meathead because he's a fighter, but now he's doing push-ups in front of the club. Yeah, you
3: got to be one time on air too. See, the problem with getting anytime push up with Jake Blaze is the fact that Jake power trips on you. Like he, he, <laughs> It's just like the way that he says it. It's just such a, uh, it's such a demeaning thing, you know. So
0: <laughs> I did it on the time. air, on the air one yeah. time. He and I were hosting a UFC show, and in the middle of the show, I'm like, "Now," he's like, and he just looks at me. I'm like, "Now," and he had to get up on the desk to do pushups. And the producers like, "What is going on here? What is going on?" I just ignored him, and he had to get up on the desk to do any type pushups. <laughs> yeah. So, man, you are. I mean, you've done so much in, in your life, and and that's his brothers, and and Rashad's also, he's an ass to train with because, man, he don't let up. I'm kind of fascinated by where you're going here. Tell everybody what you're doing. You you business partner with Jake Plummer, who's a famous quarterback in the NFL. Tell, her, tell us about your business, how you got into it, where it helps. You know, I, I'm all here.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I got into the whole mushrooms and functional mushrooms coming from my career from the UFC. You know, like my last few fights in the UFC, I just wasn't myself, and I just didn't had that feeling inside anymore and I was on my way out and I didn't really know if that's the direction I need to go but it's something that I felt as if like I needed to do and so but during around that time you know I had a brain injury that kept me out of New York uh from getting licensed in New York you know I was supposed to fight in New York Tim Kennedy but I didn't get the license because I had some kind of brain injury that came up on my MRI so when it came time for me to close that door of my life or transition into the next phase of my career I was worried about my mental health. I was worried about my brain. I was worried about, you know, what's going to happen because I'm an analyst and I was like, you know, I want to still be able to talk. I don't want to sound punchy. So I really started to look into things to kind of bring me back, bring my mind back. And then that's when I discovered mushrooms in general. It started off first with the the psychedelics, the, the psilocybin, but I uh, ran across an interview with Paul Stamets and, uh, and Joe Rogan. In that interview, Paul Stamets, he talked about this, Combination that it uses with psilocybin, with uh, lion's mane mushrooms, and niacin. So I started using that stack, and once I started using the stack, I started feeling so much better. Like my mental clarity came back. I felt as if like I started to really turn the corner mentally speaking. Even with my training, I felt like I can finally get to those openings that I was seeing that I couldn't before when I felt like I was fading out. So once I started to dive into the whole mushroom aspect, I really got into functional mushrooms. Around the same time, I met Jake Plummer.
0: Wait, so fu- fun- hold yeah. sec. Psilocybin not legal yet? No, right? it's not.
3: No, okay, no. and
0: functional mushrooms are. Is that correct? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So the difference with the functional mushrooms and the psilocybin is, you know, like you said, functional uh, psilocybin is the magic mushrooms, but the right. that, functional- that's the
0: mushrooms that people hear about. when you're saying, mushrooms, where you go, yeah, and little tricks. And just for for transparency with people here, I have done psilocybin mushroom journeys with therapists that have gotten me to unlock things that I have spackled over in childhood and just things that it, it has opened me up. So I'm this is not for me to say, hey, you go do mushrooms. Not this is that was my choice. And yeah. my darkness is so deep and painful for me. I am willing to push the limits and try to do what I can to see some blue. So I, you know, yeah. I saw so this is why I'm kind of fascinated here. It worked. it did work for me. doesn't mean it's gonna work for somebody else. But it, it did right. help me. So go, keep going.
3: Yeah. So so it, it helped me out tremendously. Like it was like one of those things that kind of removed a lot of the fog. But you know, I really started to lean in more of the functional mushroom aspect of it because the functional mushrooms are legal, but they have such a tremendous effect too. You know, what I was what, using-
0: what are some of those called? The functional mushrooms.
3: So you have the turkey tail, which is for like gut health, right. and that's really good for people who's like having cancer or anybody takes antibiotics because it feeds the natural gut bi- uh, the gut biome.
0: And, and, healthy, and your gut, your gut is your second brain.
3: It's your second brain, right? And it, and it's eighty five percent of your immune system. So having a healthy gut, it helps you stay healthy. Uh, with you know eighty five percent with your immunity. So it's good to have a huge uh, tincture that you can use turkey tail for, the, for that. Then you have the lion's mane. The lion's mane is for cognitive function, and it's you know it's really really good for kind of uh, clearing out your cognition, but even just kind of focus and concentration too. Really good for that. Then you have the cordyceps, which is good for respiratory health. And uh, then you have good. the ratio, which is good for like the overall body type health. So Jake and I, uh, we were on the same program because Jake was still coming from his whole football thing. And he was still trying to find something to kind of help him get out of the fog as well, too. And we both kind of started taking these functional mushrooms. Then once we met, you know, we were kind of, you know, on the same journey. And we've, we've done a few journeys together, and we've developed a really close friendship. We met through a guy named Dale Jowdy out of Denver, one of our good friends who kind of showed me the game with the mushroom. And uh, when we talked about what these mushrooms have done for us, you know, we're like, you know, we got to be able to give this back to people. We got to be able to find a way to kind of package this up and give it back to people. We tried other mushrooms on the market, but we felt like there was something missing. So we came with our own brand, which is called Umbo. And, you know, with Umbo... What stand we, for? So the umbo is the top of the mushroom. So you have the mushroom cap, okay. the little top, the little, little bump. That's called an umbo. So okay. that's, what we named, that's what we named our company.
0: Hey, real quick, when you said you guys were in the fog. Yeah. Was it fog from head injuries or is it fog of, man, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do next with my career?
3: You know, for me, it, it, was, uh, it was a little bit of both. You know, I only like can speak for myself, but uh, it was the, the fog from kind of head injuries, but also more or less you know, just that transition, that transition for me was really hard because I didn't go out the way that I wanted to. And, you know, I'm such a competitor and and I wanted to be able to to leave the sport on my terms, you know, and I felt as if leaving the UFC, the way that I did losing five fights in a row, it just wasn't me. And it didn't represent the legacy that I thought that I had. So it it really bothered me. You know, I, I struggled for a while to really find my place you know, in the next phase of my life. And and I really wanted to understand what that phase looked like. So for me, it was. I
0: I think it's a big problem though, Rashad, that, yeah, look, nobody leaves their sport. It's very rare. I should say, people leave the sport the way they want to, unless you're like Barry Sanders, you're like, I'm out on top. Right. Nobody really does that. You're an athlete, you're a warrior. So you're going to hold on and ride that shield as long as you can. And I do think that's a huge problem with a lot of our athletes is them, comparing themselves to what they used to be instead of appreciating what you will have done at the height of your career.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that, that's one of those lessons, Jay, that, you know, I had to really dig deep in myself and I had to really just, you know, have some 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 journeys, some of the psychedelic journeys that you talked about to kind of really get to the heart of the question and really un- uncover some of the things that I was afraid to look at, some of the things I was afraid to admit to myself. Started there. And once I was able to start there, just being honest with myself, I was able to start to heal in some of the ways and really started to get perspective on things I didn't have perspective
0: on. Like you, you're a world champion. Yeah. Nobody can ever take that from you. Nobody. You're never not going to be a champion. You've done it. Are you able to now love yourself up for that? Can you see that?
3: Yeah, I, I see it. I, I definitely see it now. I definitely see it now. But. You know, dur- during that time, you know, I got to be honest, it was it was a very hard phase because it's not only just the way you see yourself, but it's the way that you feel other people see you, you know. And, and that for me is like, you know, your phone stops ringing as much, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people stop, you know, they, they, they treat you differently, even even though they don't really mean to. They just kind of treat you differently because there is no, you know, there, there's no there's no big caveat to really you know, keeping that relationship with you like it was before, you know, before they can, you know, go and, you know, go to one of your fights or something like that, you know, but then once that all ends, everything ends. The relationship that you have, the way people treat you ends, and it can be very difficult to deal with, you know, just that whole transition.
0: Yeah, no, and I look, I've been around a lot of football players. That's the issue is, you know, they were let in the club before anybody else. Now all of a sudden, you know, those velvet ropes don't open up and it's hard for them.
3: It is. And it, it, it's a humbling experience. You know, it, it's a truly humbling experience, but it, it's something that, you know, when you're in, when you're in it and you're living it, you don't ever see that it's going to end. You know, you just feel like it's just the way that it is for now and you get used to that because, you know, I was in the UFC for so many seasons and I was doing my thing and I was on top for so long. So for me, it just felt like I can just keep on doing this until I decide that I wasn't ready anymore. But you know, the end has a different way of coming for everybody. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's the end, but it's more or less of a transition. And, and uh, you know, having to hit that transition for me, okay. well was something I really didn't expect, but it, it was something that made me strong as a person to go through it.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is.
0: And look, when I started MVP, a part of it was for the athletes in there. And I would tell all these football players and, and fighters like, man, you playing the NFL is not who you are. What's behind yep. your rib cage that got you to beat out millions to play on this level. That's who the fuck you are. That never goes away. That suddenly doesn't just leave when the uniform comes off and same for you, man, just cause you lay your gloves down in that cage. Doesn't mean that fighter in you ever dies. He's always hey. there. He's always been there, but who reminds you of that? when the lights kind of start turning off.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And that's something that, you know, like I had to take about like four years off and and I went on a lot of different, you know, internal journeys to really trying to get to the really heart of the matter. And once I was able to start to get some kind of perspective, I felt that energy, that love for the sport to start to come back. Mm -hmm. So I started to train and I started to nurture it and I really started to just enjoy it from a different perspective you know and once i was able to enjoy it from a different perspective that was healing in itself you know that that was my medicine and that, and that really helped me to come to terms with with the way that things were and really get to see the beauty of it all you know what i'm saying and and not just look at it as like oh it didn't go the way that i wanted to in the end because at the end of the day i wouldn't have had it gone any other way because i'm so happy with the way i came out on the other side but i don't feel like i would have been able to come out on the other side like this if i had not went through that 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 time that rough period
0: what could you tell other fighters now like the younger guys or, or any athlete based on what you've been through
3: you know I'll, I'll tell them to enjoy it enjoy enjoy every single minute of it because you know you're always one fight away from your last fight and when when it's over it's over you're going to want to redo but there's no redo so the best thing to do is you know enjoy every single moment of it because I look back on those times and I can still close my eyes and I can still feel the feeling of just, you know, what it feels like the moments right before I'm about to walk out to the cage or, you know, right when I'm in a hotel room sitting, and getting ready for a fight and I have that feeling of, you know, fear and anxiety and just, you know, u- uber excitement. All those feelings were, were so much part of the journey. It made me feel alive. It made me just kind of live from a different place. And when I think back on those times, I think like, man, I made it a lot harder than I needed to make it because I wasn't willing to just live in it enough. You know, I didn't understand how how fragile that 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 moment was, how how just a moment of time that it was, you know, my mind played a trick on me. And when when, when I got on the other side of it, I'm just like, man, what I wouldn't give to be sick in a hotel room, getting ready to throw up, not being able to sleep, because I'm getting ready to fight in a few hours, you know? That's exciting. You know, so I would just tell them just to enjoy it, man. This is all part of the journey.
0: Yeah, that's the pot of gold and the, the rainbow, the climb itself. Yeah, the pot that's of gold it. the end of the rainbow.
3: That's it. Mm-hmm. It's it's the journey. It's it's going. It's, it's facing yourself. You know what I'm saying, Jay? It's being able to face yourself, and that's one thing that I truly miss about the fight game when it when it was done. Like it's that moment of having a full training camp, and then having, you know, your life still happening on the outside, but then you got to put it together for one night. No matter if you wake up on that day, feel on fight day and you feel like you don't feel your best, you got to put it together. And it, it tells you a lot about yourself because you got to come from a place. And even in the fight, when it gets hard and you just look across the cage and a guy still has a lot of energy and you just gave it all, but you refuse to quit that right there it meant more to me than having my hand raised that moment, that moment right before your opponent breaks or when he breaks and you look in his eyes and he's done that right there to me, that gets me higher than anything. You know, that made me, that made me happier than anything that made me happier than raise my hand. And to me, that's what it was all about.
0: Yeah. That's again, that's when you could take the ego out of having your hand raised or not and just say, man, I'm going to go in there today and, and, I'm going to put all my hard work into breaking somebody else yes. and I'm just going to make it a horrible afternoon for that person across from me. you take that ego out, that makes you a dangerous fighter.
3: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, what, I, what I've come to realize is that it's, it, it was never about me competing with anybody. It was always about me competing with myself. It was always about me getting and tapping into that part of myself that was going to allow me to perform my best. Because no matter who I went against, it was always about me imposing my will on them. And it was about me finding that gear inside of myself to do so, finding that mindset. It was all between the years. And the times that I lost, I just mentally wasn't bringing myself there.
0: Now, you know, we're we're talking about mental issues. So anybody who fights, we're fucked up going in. (laughs) Right? Right? And then, you know, that's the problem with transition, too, is those that fucked up this doesn't suddenly just leave you know, when the career is over, it's still there. So now what are we going to find ourselves doing? The roommates on our head are still fucking crazy, right? They're still fucking there. That's what gets you to take three steps up. That's what gets us to train over and over and put all those hours in when nobody else is watching and the injuries we sustain and the fucking, you want to throw up in a fucking sauna and man. And I, and I say, we just, cause I've trained with you, not that I've done it like you, but it's, it is a craziness. And it's the same thing. Like, you know, these football players, like, man, you got to be fucked up to put a helmet on and just smash your head in Aaron Donald all day long, like there's something off about you. Yeah. I am proud of being off in that way. I have found solace in knowing that, yeah, I'm fucked up, but I'm good with my fucked upness. When you saw that you had brain injury, what did it make you, what kind of emotions did that bring for you?
3: You know, it, it kind of brought, um, you know, a feeling of of mortality to me, you know, I felt, I felt very mortal. And, and and that's to say, like, you know, when I'm, when, as a fighter, I felt indestructible this time, you know, I felt as if like things happen, but they're not going to happen to me. But when, when I, when I seen that I had a brain injury and I seen that, you know, it's something that could get worse as I got older, it kind of scared me because the worst thing and and one of my biggest fears was, you know, being trapped in my body, you know, having, having something, like Muhammad Ali, you know, God rest his soul or somebody else who has those kind of injuries where, you know, it, it manifests in them just kind of being a prisoner of the body until the end of days. And I'm just like, man, I, I, don't, I don't want that for myself. So it scared me, man. And I was like, what what am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know, I didn't I didn't want that for myself. So I really wanted to find some way to heal myself in a natural way and something that was going to uh, be, be a life changing thing, a lifestyle changing thing for me.
0: Tell me more about like just what you've learned about the the mushroom industry, and because I'm starting to see a lot of these companies start to pop yeah. up. Yeah. So, so the mushroom
3: industry is huge. You know, it, it's right, it's where cannabis was uh, right. years ago, and it's going to go beyond that because of the benefits of these mushrooms. You know, th- these mushrooms are, are 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 amazing with kind of you know healing the neurological body. You know, and and when we look at what we call old age. That's typically a lot of neurogenesis, right? It's neuropathy. You know, we get the Alzheimer's, we get, you know, you know the Parkinson's, and we get a bunch of things that kind of end up to just, uh, you know, neuropathy because of the fact that we're we're ingesting these toxins, we're in a toxic environment, we stress, and all these different things, and it takes a toll on our neurological body. So these mushrooms do a great job of just rerouting the neurological body. But not only that, you know, you talk about with the psilocybin. The psilocybin has had so many benefits when it comes to healing your body from a neurological standpoint, you know, um, physically speaking, the use of physical therapy, but even from an emotional standpoint and really getting perspective. And I feel like that's one thing that we all lack in a lot of different ways, you know, because it, it takes time to get perspective. But in order to go through that, you know, that time, you got to take a lot of bumps on the head until you get that perspective. Well, when you do psilocybin, it's like, it takes you out of that, that in close framework. So then you can kind of sit back and then you can see the whole entire picture. And then when you come back, the gains that you learn, it becomes your new true North because it's something that you realize yourself versus going to a therapist and having them speaking to you over and over again about it. until you start to believe in yourself. So there's so many benefits with these mushrooms. And, um, you know, with Umbo, you know, we're really focusing on the functional mushrooms because we believe that the functional mushrooms have so much benefit, just like the psilocybin does. And, you know, think about this. There's only 10% really truly known what mushrooms can do. 10%. So this is a whole entire kingdom that we've kind of, you know, emitted out of our diet. But once we start to really put it back into our diet and really start to understand what the impact these mushrooms can do, I think is going to be astounding. There's no
2: distance too far for the perfect trip.
4: Hi, checking in for...
2: Or the perfect table.
4: Hey, where are you? Coming!
2: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip.
0: But I've been over the years. I've been prescribed like over thirty antidepressants and anti-anxieties, and um, and they haven't worked. I had one that worked an anti-anxiety for about two weeks, and then my body just synthesizes things really fast. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't work. Hey, you know me. I'm like a rhino. Like man, it takes three times the amount of things to to work on me. So and and this is to say, like man, whenever somebody I have a friend who has an anti-anxiety med or or uh, antidepressant that works for them, I'm, I'm like jealous. I'm like, I'm happy for them, but I'm jealous. I'm like, man, I always want them to work. So I always want people to, yes, like if meds work for you, like definitely use meds, but I had to go out of the box to try and find other ways. You know, I knew a lot of our veterans were using psilocybin and and trying that. And, and I, and I heard more fighters using it. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. And it did. It really got me to see, like you say, I got to take a step out and see everything from childhood on from a different lens and then go and use what I learned there with my therapist moving forward. But it also, it, it got me to stop beating up on myself for why I was a certain way. It got me to understand more why I was a certain way.
3: Once you're able to to do that, it's you that see it right. Right. And and it's nothing that, Nothing that anybody needs to convince you of. It, it becomes a true north for you and a true understanding for you. You know, one one of the biggest tools that, that I use, that one of the medicines that I did. Um, you know, I, I've, I've you know done ayahuasca journeys and things mm-hmm. like that. It was a five meo DMT. Yeah, the the toad for me. Mm-hmm. That to me was was one that truly um was was the most impactful for me because it, it truly uh, allowed me to have a perspective on myself. And on all of this around me, which I didn't even have before. So when I came back into the, the physical, I I no longer seemed like the same way. It was almost as if like, did you
0: die during yours?
3: Oh, I died. Yeah, died, I definitely. Yeah, died. yeah. 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 you when died. We
0: say died, folks. It's not you're not literally dying. You you think you you've died and you. Yeah, I didn't die, but I'll tell you my experience. Go ahead. When I had
3: my experience, you know, it was just kind of, um, you know, uh, it, it was it was right when I was you know, thinking about whether I should retire or whether I should go on with, with the rest of my career. So I needed some answers. And uh, when I did this medicine, it it really, um, it blew me out of my socks, like to the point where, you know, right out the gate, I'm just like, oh, I felt like, oh, man, I, I killed myself. But then no sooner than I had that thought, I then had a knowingness kind of tell me that you've done this millions of times, you've done this countless of times, this is what you are. And then I had like this beautiful feeling of just this connectedness. And it's it's truly something to behold and not to be told because it's, there's really no words for it, right? There, it's a place where there's, there's really no words that can, can, can truly describe the difference between, you know, this reality and a reality in which we are truly a part of, you know, that, that's, that's just, that's part of this collective and which connects you and I in every single sentient and every single thing in existence altogether.
0: It's not legal in America. You got to go elsewhere. I've gone elsewhere. Yeah. But so my experience with DMT, it's actually where the, my term, the gray came from. So I did this and people, it's a 10 minute trip, right? That, that's it. it less, and some people throw up yeah. like ayahuasca, you'll purge. I didn't. Uh, I'm afraid to throw up during anything and purge because when my lungs aspirated a couple of years ago, you know, and, you know, and I almost died from, from that. I'm just not willing to to have that happen to me again. So, but what happened was, I I do this trip, and man, I go through this dark maze of this gray, this gray maze. I'm going through this gray maze, going through this gray maze, going through this gray maze, and all of a sudden, boom! I come in, and I feel like I'm in heaven, and I feel and I see like the most beautiful kaleidoscope colors of like you could ever see. And I start smiling from ear to ear, like where it it hurts to smile that much. And the therapist was with me. She's giggling because of my goofy-ass smile, but how much I'm smiling. And then I started to cry. And she said, well, what are you crying about? I said, well, I finally felt what it was like to be happy. And I said, this was my life. I've been through all this gray. My whole life is that gray. And then I felt for the first time in my life, I felt that blue and I saw that blue and I felt the way I'm supposed to feel. But then I felt bad for that guy who only gets to live in that gray. And that's why I started crying.
3: Yeah. That's deep. That's 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 so deep because when I when I came back too, I was crying as well too. You know, for me it was like I, I just couldn't believe that I forgot. I couldn't believe I forgot what what I'm true what I truly am. Just that realization and that understanding of just how hard I've I've made life. And and I didn't really need to make it that hard. The understanding of of just, of what I am and what this truly is. It was such a a freeing thing for me that allowed me to put a lot of the fear that I had down. A lot of the baggage that I doubt, the emotional baggage that I had, allowed me to put it down and allowed me to just um, live from a different place.
0: Like if a new antidepressant comes out, I'm gonna fucking try it. Like I'm not gonna stop working on myself. Same way I won't stop working on myself physically. I'm not going to stop working on myself between the ears. It's easier for me for gains physically than it is between my ears.
3: You can really quantify the gains physically speaking, but it's really hard to quantify the gains yeah. uh, mentally in between the ears. And one thing that I've started to do to kind of help me, you know, get past it is, you know, I start to, to write write down. I start to really write down and really start to, to read my words out. The and, journal? Yeah, I started to journal it. And um, that helps me out a lot. Because there's some things that you, you, you can't tell people, right? Or you don't want to tell people. Or you don't know how to put it in words yet. You haven't really worked it out yet in your mind to really put it in words. And even just kind of there's some things you just want to keep to yourself. So finding, finding a way to write these things down, write my thoughts out, just allowing me to just kind of have that emotional diarrhea on, on, on pen and paper. It has been such a healing thing for me. Because then now I can go back and I can read it. And then off of reading it, I can then start to, you know, start start to have a different look at myself. I can get perspective, right? I can get perspective on what I wrote down and think, okay, where was I at emotionally when I was writing it down? So it it is it has been a really good tool for me to use to kind of get perspective on myself, but even just kind of find some way to emotionally vent without having to tell somebody.
0: I want every dude out there to hear this and realize – these are two bad motherfuckers. We were talking about crying, talking about our emotions, talking about our feelings. If we could do that, then so could everybody else. I, I, I do want us to pave the way for others in this yeah. way. The more dudes could start talking about their shit, the more dudes will not be so apt to put a revolver in their mouth. You
3: know that, that's the problem when when we talk about um, this kind of masculinity that that we've all agreed to without even agreeing to in society that you know, we're going to be a man that doesn't really show any emotions and a man that, you know, who does show emotions is weak and all these different things that we've come to know that really made us feel as if like we, we can't be vulnerable with ourselves. You know, it felt like at one point in my life, like I felt like the tear ducts just dried up. Like I just couldn't mm-hmm. cry. And I was so emotionally constipated. I just, I, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't, I really didn't know how to feel a lot of times. And I would do things just to see if I could feel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I wanted to feel something, but I really, I couldn't feel anything because I've, I've stuffed those feelings and i stuffed those feelings for so long to the point where I didn't know how to express it anymore. I didn't know how to let it out anymore. But when I finally was able to let it out, I'm like, oh, it felt so good. And it really showed me that that's where I need to live from. In order to be my best me, that's the place where I need to live from.
0: Another thing i write about in my book to get people through the gray is laughter. And there's no way i have Rashad on any of my shows without <laughs> him making me laugh my ass off and you all laugh with this story. So he has this next-door neighbor, right? It's an old Jewish man that lives across the street in Boca, and Rashad, I'm going to let you tell the world here, let us laugh about your first interaction with Ira across the street.
3: <laughs> yeah, so uh when i first moved I live across the street from this old guy. In Boca, it's like a retirement home a lot of places, you know. And I live in this gated community. So I I have a new car and I leave the drive my garage door open. I, I go in the house and my girl comes out in the house. And she's like, Hey, there's there's some guy in our drive in, in our in our garage. I'm like, wait, what? So I go and there sure is this guy looking at my car and he's like just inspecting it and he's just like, you know, well uh would she get you for? And I was like, <laughs> I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, would would the car cost you?" And I was like, "Oh, I told him about the price of car, no, not bad." And then he says, "Ah, oh, she looked like she goes, she goes fast. How how fast she get her?" <laughs> and I was like, "I got her pretty fast. Oh, well, you know, I probably can do a little bit better. I, you know, I I used to race and I used to, you know, get on it." And I'm like, "Okay." So he always comes with this like he he never leaves right the right way. He just like. Oh, all right. And just walks off. One time he came in. I got a new chandelier, and then he comes and he looks at the chandelier, and he's just like, "Wow, she's a, she's a beaut." You can see my chandelier from the street; it's like huge. She's like, "Wow, she's a she's a beaut." My uh, my wife she she likes this chandelier. I was like, "Oh man, that, that's cool." Well, thanks to you, now I uh I have to uh, go get a new one. And he just walked off. One
0: time... No, no. Tell the first time you met him.
3: Oh, the first time. Oh. First oh, time. Yeah, oh, the first time. The first time I met him, he comes to, to, to the house and he says, uh, so, uh, you're, uh, the colored boxer. And I don't even flinch at the fact that he said color. I'm just like, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't box. I, I just do MMA. I just glance over the color part. And then he says, MMA? Well, which, which, which MMA? And I was like, well, you know, it's in the cage. Where you fight, and he's like, oh, "Oh, oh, you're you're one of those guys, huh? Uh, Well, to each their own." And he just walked <laughs> off.
0: Neighborhood, well, brother, I love you, man. Uh, tell everybody what the website is to go if they want to get some of these uh, functional mushrooms.
3: Go to getumble.com and you can put in Rashad fifteen and get fifteen percent off. So let the people know who sent you.
0: I'm putting in Rashad 100 so I get 100% off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, guys, go check it out. Functional Mushrooms. It's the best thing to heal your neurological body, make you feel good, and uh, improve your sleep quality.
0: I'm proud that you found something to be passionate about, man. I'm, you know, again, whenever one of my guys retires, I worry, because that transition <laughs> sucks, right? There's yeah. no guidebook for transition. It fucking sucks. So i love you to see you found something to be passionate about, brother. And folks, if you haven't gotten my book also here, it's unbreakable. How I turn my depression, anxiety into motivation. You can too. And you know, there's chapters in there about having great teammates. Uh, and Rashad certainly is one of my best teammates
1: I've ever had in my life.
3: Jay, I love you, man. I appreciate you. you, brother.
1: You. Appreciate you, man. a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease
2: trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at TrinitySchool.org. That's TrinitySchool.org.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.